Ah, perfect. All right, cool. Uh, welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Um, I have someone who I haven't talked to. I feel like it might be five years since the last time Maybe. I had a conversation with you. And time has flown. Yes, it uh, has. It's been a minute. I gotta give some backstory to that. So this particular individual, and even though like I can't really do a lead up because you guys have seen both of us, but um, this particular individual at the time was dating a very popular rapper, a rapper who I definitely enjoy then and even now. And um, I remember he was supposed to do the show. And, you know, he hit me and he said, oh, listen, man, I'm going to be honest, bro. I'm not kind of jacking some of the stuff you said about my girl. And I got to kind of check you for it. I, I, I want you and her to have a, a conversation. And also, I want you to apologize because I feel like you've hurt her feelings. And um, Really? I did not know that. Know that? No. 21 called me. Yes, he did. And, and uh, uh, I didn't know that. And by the way, that, that's one of the reasons, too, like when we did have a conversation th that day, like I think it, it was very impactful because, you know, I, I I get I got to realize the other side for the <laughs> first couple of years of my career. I only I threw stuff at the wall, but you never knew how it felt to kind of be attacked. You know, what I mean, like right. I, I told somebody recently, I'm like, I finally realized what the media could spin and especially like it it, it could be distant from the truth. But if everybody believes it, even me, who is in media, you could be, be um, a victim of it. Anyway, uh, right. my guest today is Amber Rose. And um, where, where are you? I'm home. Where's home? Like, what, what city? What, what place? I live in Los Angeles, but I just moved into this house. Oh. So I'm still like, it's still getting set up. L LA is, I don't know, I used to like LA, but I don't like LA anymore. I don't know what it is. Like LA, I feel like everyone, and maybe I'm I'm just the fake LA person. Who, <laughs> I go for the people and the litness or whatever. Everybody's moved to Miami. So like, it's kind they of- They did, they did. I actually, I'm really upset because I really wanted to go to New York this summer and I didn't get an opportunity to. Yeah, New York is kind of whack too, man. I don't know. Is it? It, New York is kind of whack. I feel like everyone's kind of moving to Atlanta, Miami. Um, I mean, we probably should start because it's, this is probably the first time we've had like a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah. we're going to get to some of your music. We're going to get to some of your, your endeavors. Obviously, you know, me and you probably have just ideology, you know, to, to kind of spar with as well, but, mm -hmm. um, you're originally from Philly, right? Yeah. I'm from South Philly. South Philly. Do you ever go back? Um, I went back recently. I actually filmed the episode of intervention for my friend. Um, out there, but before that, no, I haven't been there probably eight years, maybe seven years before that. Is it like so? I'm asking this question because <laughs> I still live in the kind of the same vicinity where I kind of <laughs> grew up before this whole you know entertainment thing kind of hit. And I don't know if it keeps me grounded, but also like I, I'm at the point where I'm kind of sick of it. Like, do, do yeah. you, you kind of miss it when you go back, or you're like, man, thank god I got out of here. A lot has changed since I left, you know what I'm saying? And I do feel like sometimes when you have to leave and then when you come back, you realize that I almost sometimes can't even believe that was my life before. Really? Yeah, like I grew up like, I grew up in South Philly. Like I grew up, I mean, I guess to put it in perspective, like Beanie Seagulls from South Philly. Mm. You know, so like, I know I don't look like I'm from South Philly. I never really did. But um, yeah, I definitely believe like I had something around me to like protect me because 
it's it's pretty wild and i feel like it actually got worse like i feel like philly was like the number one murder rate in the country for a while yeah no no i, I was actually i actually talked about that recently like per per capita which means is by the population has a smaller population than chicago but almost has the same amount of shooting and crime so that's crazy right 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 um, yeah so i don't go back often to be honest i don't like i went there to try to help my friend she's on the streets now and she's on heroin and crack and um yeah i tried to save her but she intervention didn't work that was kind of like my last resort to like seek professional help um, cause I tried for years to like, you know, get detox centers to come pick her up on the street and stuff, but she would never show up. And I had to kind of like bombard her with cameras and shit in yeah. hopes that she would just go, but she didn't. So, but I'm happy to say that her daughter now lives with me. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Yep. So I took her daughter in and she's doing really good. Do you have some type of, because I, I, I know I sometimes do. When I think about the people, and, and you know, maybe nothing as extreme as that, but like some of the people who I went to school with back in the day, right? And mm -hmm. some of them, they might not be doing well. And I kind of almost feel bad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like we should all, like, I, I feel like I almost owe them something. You get what I mean? Like, do you yeah. have like survivors like guilt in the sense that, you know, you've went on and done a lot of things. And then when you see people in situations, you almost feel like you have to help. I feel like, well, if someone is on the street and they're on drugs and that's, you know, that's a, a disease, you know what I'm saying? Addiction is a disease. And so I feel like to step in and try to help in that aspect is very different than people just want a handout, okay. for, you know, for me to like pay their bills and stuff. I don't think that's fair. I have my own family, you know what I mean? So I don't feel bad about that, but um, I will help out, you know, when I could. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I won't go out of my way to like disable someone from like not taking care of themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not completely. Yeah. Um, yo, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, I feel like the world has changed since, um, you know, when you first was on Everyday Struggle. Even when, I remember doing even like videos that would mention you a lot, you know what I mean? And I just, I, I kind of look to where the world is right now and I'm like, do you kind of, in a sense, feel like you're a pioneer um, of some sorts in, you know, just acceptance, you know, in, and it could be in any type of way, whether it's sexuality, whether it's just, you know, um, having people express themselves on open platforms about what they want to do or what they, what they do do. Um, right. I feel like these days, compared to then, like, it was like super taboo, right? It was, definitely. Now it's like, oh, yeah, like, it's kind of the norm. It is. It is. And I, I'm happy to be at the forefront of that. You know, um, I definitely feel like I put a battery in a lot of girls backs to feel like they can just be open and sex positive. You know, um, I think when I became famous, there wasn't like a famous girlfriend to look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be like her and then my career is going to go like this. It was just like, it just happened for me. And so now I see other girls that they're making careers out of just being dope girls, you know what I'm saying? And, and but starting out being somebody's girlfriend and then people are just like, damn, we actually really like her. Like we wanna follow what she's doing and what hair products she's using. And so I feel like I definitely was 
probably the first um, for that to happen to. So I think it's dope. You don't feel no like if I'm you, I'll be a little bit like it's kind of like not like bitter, but like it's kind of like the <laughs> no. like the NBA players who use they're like yo, you know we we had to pave the way for y'all to get paid two hundred million, right? And it's kind of <laughs> like they're like you know um they the new girls who are obviously doing and you're probably you're probably proud of them, um they didn't have to you basically took all the the uh, arrows to them, right? I did, I definitely did. I'm okay with that though. I definitely took a lot of punches. I, I got beat the fuck up on the internet. You I think I came out in 2009, 10. So like, that's when blogs first started. I used to see your blogs all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you no, know, no. back in the day and you were terrible, but <laughs> I, I took the punches. I did take the punches and I do have a forgiving well. heart because, huh? took it too well like i felt like you 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 just allowed like you 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 allowed everyone to have their opinion but it just still didn't sway you from doing whatever you wanted to do but like now i just thinking about i'm like damn i used to i just kind of go hard at, at, at amber yes very very hard <laughs> compared to now when i see other stuff that's i don't um that are more extreme i'm like uh that's just what's happening now you know yeah you know what i feel like I feel like that's why I started my slut walk because it was like, I'm not finna argue with you or any other blogs. I'm not about to go on Twitter and be like, no, I didn't sleep with that guy. You don't know that I just took a picture with him because somebody asked me to, I don't even know him. Like I did that at first until I was blue in the face at like, I couldn't take it anymore. I was just like, I don't know this guy. A photographer was like, hey, can we get you and Amari Stoudemire in a picture, you guys are at the same club. And then it was like, we're dating the next day. I don't even know him. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought, hey, well, that's how internet culture works. Well, right. But you got to think again, I was the that's first. reputation for you as well, too. Because now in people's minds, they're thinking, oh, another dude? Like, you know, it's kind of exactly. like. Exactly. Exactly. And so that just wasn't the case. So if you look at my history, I've had long-term committed relationships my whole career so all the one-offs and shit where people are like oh she fucked him she fucked him she fucked him half of the guys i don't know i've i've seen like videos where it says i fuck lebron amari stoudemire some football player uh eddie murphy i'm like i don't even know these men at all and it's just like they pull these stories out of their asses and put it on the internet and I have to live with that. And my family has to live with that. And like, you know, people that know me, especially in the beginning will call me and be like, yo, am you doing this or what's going on with that? And I'm like, yo, I don't even know these people. You know what I'm saying? So when I started my slut walk, it was more so like, you can't help what people say about you. Even if you're a virgin or even if you're not even doing shit, they can create a narrative about you just own it instead of arguing because if you argue if you argue with someone that already believes something about you it's not good for your mental health at all so even when you were saying your shit and like everybody else i was just like man believe what y'all want i'm gonna go over here and start a slut walk for all the girls that got to deal with this shit and that's what i did and it worked did you do you think that so when you announced the slut walk right obviously and, and by the way again just how the internet works and this this is why i give you a lot of credit because 
through everything, you never were trying to appease people who probably weren't ever going to really give you a fair shot, right? So exactly. like you announced the slut walk and instantly there's people who have already prejudgments Right. They're like, okay, so this is where all the sluts are meeting. But that's the whole point of the slut walk, right? So it all made sense but, but when that happened. I also thought like a portion of it, you could correct me, right? If I'm wrong, um, was to kind of um like, you know, kind of take take the stigma out of these terms that was being used to kind of like harass women. Do you think right. do you think that was accomplished a bit? And like looking back now? The Me Too movement came out after the slut walk. Like yeah. So many people started movements after, listen, people just don't want to jump on board because they don't want to do the research on what it is. You know what I'm saying? The Me Too movement just sounds safer, right? But the women and the men that get it about my slut walk, they get it. You know what I'm saying? And those are like the loyal people that are like, yo, I'm really experiencing this my daughter is or my wife has and it's just unfair and i want to stand with these other women at ambrose's slut walk but um i was definitely at the forefront of feminism for this generation as well you know and i say that with no ego because that's what i wanted i wanted other women and people to you know if you look at charlemagne or other men that maybe even yourself that were extremely misogynistic now you you play it a little more safer you know now you're like okay let me not say it in this way i don't mean to body shame or i'm not gonna call her a hoe or a slut because you know you'll get torn apart on the internet that's because of me yeah i definitely i did that i definitely think that commentary back then was um it was definitely devoid of 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 um there was a lot of shaming language for women Right. right. And and there still is, obviously. Right. But yeah. but at that point, it was just like, you know, without even context of, you know, including the women in the conversation and even also acknowledging that women can do what they want. You get what I mean? Right. Like, you, right. Know, you don't necessarily have to agree or prove or could control them. So, you know, definitely I've seen things kind of change a lot ever since then. And, and I think it's just, you know, um, I speak for myself, like be, being a man that's in the culture, you kind of realize and you look back at su such behaviors and that's why growth is important, you know? Of course, like, yeah. Like I still talk to people about like previous things I used to do while I was coming up, which maybe at the time was seen as edgy. Now you look at it, it's like cringy or you're like, oh, I would never do that again. Right, like, right. You know, certain, so so again, um, my whole thing with though, um, especially that though, because cancellation culture comes in, to play and i wonder what you think about this because say like charlemagne right um there's a lot of stuff he used to do that were considered edgy right now clearly right. now in hindsight they look crazy you know what i mean yeah like, he's they used to have the whole hall of fame yeah 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 it, it, it sound it, it's that's crazy. crazy do you what do you think about the retroactive um cancellation so for example it looks like he's grown you know i think he's making a very concerted effort not to repeat this like he used to be sniffing the chairs <laughs> like female guests. yeah he was wild so but 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 he seemed to be changed at this point or at least changing his behavior mm -hmm. however i think one of the things that i think all men are kind of scared of and i think the me too movement kind of like started it is like hey you could be motherfucking canceled my nigga right like it's like right. um you could be canceled with some dumb shit you do or some completely ignorant stuff what do you think about people who are who are then 
possibly being canceled after they've shown some growth? Do you think there's redemption or do you believe that? I do. I do think there's redemption. Um, it depends on what it is, right? So someone like Bill Cosby that was drugging and raping women for 30 plus years deserves to be in jail, in my opinion, um, because that's wrong back then, it's wrong now. Um, it has always been wrong. But, you know, somebody like a Charlemagne that had the whole Hall of Fame or was just misogynistic and just an asshole, um, that's ultimately what we want, you know, as feminists, we, we uh, well, especially me, right? So I can sit here and hold a grudge about things that you've said about me years ago, but if I'm here to say, hey, I want people to change their minds and understand where I'm coming from, we need to start with the conversation. Mm. And so um, I believe that he, he has changed, he's shown growth. And I think that's a good thing. You know, you, you can't really just hold, because if I, if I look at, I don't know, dumb shit I did, like when I was 25, 22 years old, I would cringe. Yeah. I wasn't who I am now. You, and I don't want people to look at that and be like, this is who Amber is because that's not who I am at all. So I do believe people should have a second chance for sure. Yeah. And I think that's where I kind of like, for me, that's where the line is, right? Where it's like, hey, listen, if you're doing something in 2022, where you should clearly understand the climate, where you should be very sensitive to certain things, um, there should be definitely repercussions. However, I think the only thing about cancellation culture I've always looked at to say, it feels like when you finally give the powerless some power and they're like, fuck it, we were not going to operate fairly. We're just going for blood is that we have to have some redemption arcs where it's like, hey, listen, if, if, if you fucked up, we might not fuck with you for a while. But if you give a concerted effort, you try to right your wrongs, you're showing growth. You know what I mean? You're trying to help the people you may have offended. Right. We could we could we could give you a chance. You get me? And, and I, I'm all for that. I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm I'm all for that for sure. I, I believe that that people should get a second chance, especially if it's not, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so obviously yeah. there's the extreme where it's like right. you know, if, it, if it's like some R. Kelly stuff, it's like, yo, come on out. Right. Cool. All right. Um, hey, I always wanted to know what you thought about this. I think I did ask you about this before, but like um, I remember with the slut walk and even with Savage being involved with it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, did you force him to do that? Like, how did that come about? <laughs> and also, I felt like every time there's always a stigma that people try to throw it in the space, even till to this day, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, what do you feel about the whole thing? I think that, again, going back to what we were just saying earlier people have a perception of who they think I am, right? So they look at somebody like 21 Savage and they're like, why would you date this whore that has orgies all day with everyone? And she, <laughs> she's just, you know, she's just a manipulative user that, you know, it wants you, wants you for all your money, right? Yeah. So when I, date people or I'm in love with someone or, you know, they know me for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably why he called you because he knows me to be a good person. You know what I'm saying? And I think and he also knew, knew um, which, you know, uh, I guess, you know, and I'm gonna let you finish. 
I, I do want to know about the mental turmoil and toil it took on you because I guess, you know, being close with you and being behind the scenes, we never seen it on social media. You never broke down and cried. We've never seen like you're like, like these cries for help. Like we've seen these days with social media, like whether it's, it's Lizzo when people are, are fat shaming her or sometimes even with Doja Cat when people are bullying her, they'll come out on social media and almost break down to the point that everyone champions them. But you never really gave people that moment. So right. we're just like, she's just clearly emotionless, which means everything was <laughs> warranted. I'm or just a G. I'm just a G. I just grew up different. I grew up around gangsters and drug dealers and there's codes that I grew up with. So like, for me, you know, I'm not going to cry on the internet. I'm, look, I took a personality test, right? Mm -hmm. My personality is literally only 2% of women in the world have my personality. My personality is uh, a man's personality. What is so that? I'm just not, um, I'm just not an emotional person or I'm not gonna, I never want people to feel sorry for me. I never want, I'm just really strong act, to be honest. I'm just, I'm just a strong girl. And um, I grew up with a military father and he raised me like a boy. So, you know, not to put gender roles on it, but he did. And it's, my dad is always like, hey, yo, listen, you wanna suck that shit up, you wanna be good. Like everything's gonna be all right. You don't want to put your problems on nobody else. You don't wanna, for example, cry on the internet and have people be like, you know, am this, that, and that. Anything that I have put on the internet was for that particular person. I can give a fuck what anybody else says. You know what I'm saying? But Going back to Slut Walk, no, that was not my idea. That was his idea. That was his idea to pull up? Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I also did look at like, Yo, you gotta be a real just gangster just to not give a fuck. Because again, that was such a judgment. So you're getting judged, he's getting judged just as much. You get know what I mean? Yeah, so but I think it was just like he was really just there to support me because he knows me personally and he understood the movement. And he was just like, yo, I don't understand how people call you a hoe or other women a hoe. Then I'm a hoe. Shit. I I'm a hoe too. Yeah, And he was like, yo, I'd be tight if I just had a sign, like, I'm a hoe too, like, because I just want to be there to support you, you know? And a lot of people will look at it like, yo, that's not gangster, that's not, rappers don't do that and shit like that, shit like that. But um, love is love, bro. At the end of the day, like, when you I'll hear about somebody, you, you're willing to help them do what they want to do, you know? I like y'all together. Whatever happened with that? Because I think your previous relationships before then, we kind of saw like, we kind of saw it kind of dissolve, right? So yeah. in, in the sense of you either comment on it or or the, the other partners commented on it, whether it was Wiz or Kanye, like, you know, we kind of understood something. We just kind of just saw randomly with like, you, I guess you guys just aren't together anymore. Whatever happened? Yeah, it just happened. I mean, I think um, there's definitely an age difference. I think I'm like 10 years older than him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Was yeah, I want to say that I'm, huh? Was that difficult to deal with? Because they always say men, like we men, like we mature way slower than women. So, you know, given the age gap, given the fact that both are public figures, you're in the public eye. Yeah. 
probably stuff coming at both of you like a million miles per hour and you're older. So you're probably a little bit more equipped to deal with it emotionally. Right. Uh, did that play a part? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I'm trying to remember. I was like a long time ago. Um, you can tell me if you cheated. It sounded like you cheated, man. That's what no, I'm no. Honestly, all the other ones did, but it, it was he didn't. I mean, he might have. I don't know. I didn't find out. Yeah, so that that wasn't that. Like a faithful guy to me. That's a good. That's a good guy. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't it. It just ran its course. That's all. Yeah. yeah it just ran its course. And um, one thing I realized. But also, oh, I wanted to say too. You know, um, he had three children. Okay. And I had one, so I I just felt like when you're a father, um, you're just more mature in the life that he lived. I just felt like he was very mature for his age. So. Mm, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I kind of realized about you is that, I don't know, man, I, I feel like there's a lot of moments you could have been super petty, you know? Um, <laughs> and, um, you at the moments, even though people have talked about you like a dog at times, including me, yes. you taking the high road, like there's mad times you could have responded to me, Charlemagne, whoever just blasted us. Right. You know, yeah. especially like uh, um, maybe a moment that wasn't favorable to us or maybe was, you know, just you defending yourself um, and even your exes. You know, what I mean, like, shit, I was waiting. I was waiting for for, for you to uh, uh, chime in on this Kanye and Kim and, and skeet the stuff going on. I'm like, yo, she got to get in on this one. Like they yo. were like they was talking about her like a dog before before. Um, I know they got together, which I, I know, like, you know, with, with the amplification of just how, you know, big of an artist he is and, and platform those things stick you know like when someone says something of that magnitude yes yeah, it stays forever like that has to bother you though i'm wondering when amber actually just maybe probably doesn't act i promise you i don't think about it bro no way i don't think about what it's like it's childish to me you gotta think somebody's like i had to take 30 showers after being with amber it's your 30 showers isn't gonna wash off some some fucking whatever you think I did to you like it's childish it's immature oh, that's just and I'm not finna it. fucking argue with that it's because you say you put your thumb in this butt that's what happened you started that one I no right I don't start anything I just finish it I don't start nothing why did he no, no he said that in response to something no I, no he said that randomly on really? breakfast club that was random that I didn't say nothing to him or maybe say something about Kim. No, I, I don't say nothing to nobody. I, you can Google it. I don't. The only time I say something, which is very rarely, I can count on one hand, probably three times, is when somebody came for me on the internet. Out of all the years I've been famous, I don't start trouble with nobody. I let people talk they shit. I be like, whatever, you know, but when I said that, he was talking about my child. Okay. And we even have mutual friends that called me and was like, that's when he went wild crazy over like, like, uh, um, quiz. Like, yeah, the KK thing. And he was like, don't tweet about my wife. I'm responsible for your kid. Oh, yeah, we, went, we crossed the line. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Wiz was like, I'm talking about Khalifa Kush. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he, you know, so. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, that was it. And then he was like, I own your son, uh, you wife, the stripper, I own your child for 18 or for the rest of his life, all this shit. And I was like, and then I said what I said. Do you feel like you are owed an apology for like, like shit like that? Did you guys ever like run into each other, have a conversation after that? I mean, it ain't gonna make or break me an apology. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sleep better at night. Like, oh, he apologized finally. Well, like, I don't think about it. Both on both sides, like because you know, again, like you know, I've I've done videos where I'm talking about you, and I'm and I'm and I'm going in, and you know, to see like you know over the years where I I reflected on, be like, yo, man, I was going dumb hard at her, definitely unnecessarily, right? Um, and to be now sitting here with you, it's one mm -hmm. of those things where like you kind of I, I appreciate you for being able to have an open mind and be like, you know what? Let me see if this guy is actually grown and changing and maybe his, his, his having a conversation with him, like, you know, could help further his mind and expand his views. So right. that's what I'm thinking when it comes to something like Kanye, you know, like maybe because he's spewing that out to like such a large audience that if you could help change that trajectory of how someone's using their energy. Well, he would have to apologize for so many things for me to like, feel like okay mm. like i don't the, see from the outside looking in people are like oh my god that's kanye like you you would want to be friends with him and you would want to be in his you know good graces but i don't care i don't think about him i don't it's just not a thing for me like it's like you gotta think it's like it's like you thinking about a girl that you dated 10 years ago Okay. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it, it's not a, a big deal in my life. And people look at it because we were, it was a great time in pop culture and they look at our, our pictures together and things that we've done together. So they, they, they want this. That's the best moment. version of gay. Like, come on, like, like you inspired, like pretty much one of the, I believe it's on my short list of, of best hip hop albums ever. I throw it in my top 25. So it's like, you know, we look at that moment and from the outside looking in it looks very perfect. You know, over time, I've I've kind of started to think because we've seen different sides of Kanye. Like I've heard stuff about even Kanye now, like in terms of how he acts and treats people. I'm like, no way he was acting like this back then. Because if he was like, you know, God help you guys, like whoever was around him. Right. Uh, then you, you get to realize at least when you start transitioning from a fan to someone who could see on the other side of it, maybe everything that really glitters isn't gold. You know what I mean? Um, right. And and, and, I'm and then imagine that. And then the actual good person gets the shitty end of the stick for 10 years. Mm. That's been my life act like fall out. Like, give me what do you feel like, you know, based on how that situation ended, either how people switched up on you or how just situations were just different? Well, OK, so, for example, me, me and him were together a long time ago, right? So even during that time, it was like, why are you with her? She's nothing but a stripper. Um, you know, Amber, you don't deserve him. You know, his fans, just so much things were thrown at me at once. When I was just a regular girl from Philly, I didn't ask for none of that. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't like a book to read, like this is what it's gonna be like when you become famous. I was just his girlfriend. I didn't think 
and again, I didn't see I I didn't see another girlfriend that got famous like that. So I didn't know that I was going to blow up. I didn't know girls were going to start shaving their head and wearing shades like me. I didn't know I was going to have a fan base. Like I didn't know any of this shit. Huh? They're calling you mother. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't know it just happened. And so like it was very frustrating to have to deal with the aftermath of it because I didn't really have a voice and I also didn't want to either. Like people think I have a gag order. I can't say anything. It's not true. I can say whatever I want. I'm just not that type of person because I feel like if I once loved you, then I'm just always going to just protect you in a way where like, and even like the finger in the booty shit, like that wasn't meant to be like a factual statement. It was just more like, no, it was just more so like, stop fucking playing with me. I was about to say. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like some inside secret that I was telling the internet. I think it came across like that, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be a factual statement. It was just like, bro, I'm going to say it in like a funny clownish way because I don't want to argue with you. Just leave me and my family alone. Mm. That's it. I remember you speaking about this. Um, I can't remember what platform, but, but but it was very interesting when you said um, when you stopped dealing with them, people thought because you were popular, you had mad bread, like you're rich. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how has it been? Because I guess probably at that point, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, you probably had you probably realized that hey, you have this notoriety now. People now know your face. You probably just can't go back to Walmart to just work, right? Or go right. wherever you were at. You you basically the best thing to do is try to construct a business within the fame that you now have. How right. difficult was that? Very, <laughs> very, very difficult because I um I'm very recognizable, yeah. if you can see. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, uh, I don't look like everyone else. And so it wasn't easy for me to just walk outside and just kind of be incognito and move around and shit. Like, you know, and I and I always tell people this, fame doesn't equal money. Didn't you get like a temperance package or something like that? That's what I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking like, yo, all right, y'all break up, you give you a million dollars. Like you'll just- uh, that would be nice. That would be really nice, but no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, we weren't married. Like we didn't have children. We were, we just dated. And like, I don't, no one owes me anything. Like that's unfair. I wouldn't, I've never called him afterwards and said, yo, can I borrow something? Or, oh, I, I remember what we were saying now before. I was saying that, I always say that fame doesn't equal money, mm-hmm. right? So yes, you have to then become an entrepreneur, right? And not take the easy way out. Cause I could have took the easy way out. I could have wrote a book. I could have did a reality show. Crazy book offers, right? Yes, I did. But like I said, I'm just not that type of bitch. I'm not gonna do that to nobody. Even if they do it to me, I'm not, I'm not about to do that. That's, that's corny to me. But wait, wait, like, why not like cash out on so? Well, maybe not like a tell all, like, let me give you all the secrets, right? But like, like, you know, people are so intrigued and people didn't know much, right? But not even only just um, about Ye, it's just like at that moment, we're, uh, we're in this 
you know, reality TV bubble. People just want to see you on reality mm -hmm. TV. You know what I mean? Um, why not do that? I don't want to exploit my children. I want them to have a normal life. And I would have to like involve my whole family. And that's just not something that I'm okay with. You know, um, as far as like, I mean, you got to think, act like I, I've dated very powerful men. I know a lot of things. I, I just would never, I just would never use that for my own personal gain. It's just, I couldn't sleep at night if I did that. It's just not who I am, you know? So I always take the high road and I always just want to be a good person. And I think like, you know, I had said something on Raquel's podcast where I, I said, I don't necessarily believe in like the Bible and Christianity. I just believe in like being a good person. And so I live by that. I'm not gonna do anyone dirty or anything like that. I'm gonna give people second chances to have a conversation with me. And, you know, I just feel like the universe has been really good to me because of that, so. I also thought, <clears throat> I also thought um, you'd have probably like did like a podcast, like, like, the, like the, what you stand for and have stood for for a long time, women empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think you know there's a meme that says we need to stop men from having podcasts, <laughs> but like there needs to be more podcasts with women who are who know how to communicate, who know how to you know influence young girls on you know how to be how to grow up. Like like I, I I'm super surprised you never like you know thought about it. Well, I did. I, I'm actually thinking about that now. I think it's time. Yeah, I definitely think it's time for a podcast for sure. You know, but uh, and again, uh, it's. To have a podcast and you know what this is like, mm -hmm. you are not always going to please everyone. And that's something that you have to live with based off your opinions about things. And so I had to like mentally prepare myself. I have to mentally prepare myself to get into like the podcast world because I need to be extremely transparent. There's no other way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know who reminded me of you? And I, and I sat with her for an episode and I went into it super armed because I felt like I was representing men and I'm like, yo, I gotta be Brittany, 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 Renner. my girl. I love Brittany. Not Brittany is like one of like the closest people to me. Like I call her all the time. Um, I'm actually trying to help her dig that podcast right now. You know, and, she's amazing. And it was one of those things. I remember like I, I said it to her. I was like, I, I walked into this interview with you judging you like every guy does online. And yep. She was just so different. She was so nice. She was exactly the opposite of what people were saying about her. Right. She and is. She was just so genuine. And I'm like, damn, you know, and, and obviously the reason why shows reminds me of you is because she was open to understand that. No, I, I get it. You, you did what everyone else did. But once you met me, you changed your opinion. And, you know, like I'm one of the people who defends her like a lot now. You know what I mean? Good. Um, That's amazing. She she needs that. She she gets it really tough like people go in on her is really really bad but i think she's a queen i love everything that she says she's super articulate she's smart yeah. she she knows she knows her shit, you know and she's been really abused for so many years by so many people and the internet she doesn't she doesn't deserve what she gets and i know what that's like you know so i got her back 100 percent so I see that, which which 
if I was going to think what's next for Amber Rose, I actually think acting would be the thing. I'm going to be honest. I can see you doing some work. Now, music. I don't know if I've seen this necessarily coming just because I think you've been, you've been, first of all, you've been the muse of, of a lot of great music. And I think you've kind of probably seen the good and the bad side of it while not even making the art. And um, I don't know if I got that, that, that urge that you wanted to express yourself through that medium. So, so tell me what's going on with music. I know you, um, you got two songs out, right? Um, yes. And I, I, I listened to one of them and I'm like, I'm like, no way. I ain't gonna lie. The, the haters still in me. I'm like, no way Amber and writing shit, man. Who wrote it? Okay. So tell me what's going on with the music and um, why, why are you expressing yourself this way when you could do it in many different ways? Well, I will say without ego that I have helped in a lot of albums. Um, I have a musical ear. I've said this on other podcasts. Um, I come from a soulful musical city and I just know good music. And I feel like I've always put myself on the back burner for um, my friends and my significant others. And I've always given them my sauce and I just felt like it was time for me to just be expressive. And uh, and you're right. I, the, my first two songs were written by Manny Fresh. Um, <laughs> they were, um, that was actually by accident. We just met and like became brother and sister, like almost instantly. And um, he just fucks with me. He fucks with my voice. He just, he thinks I'm dope. He heard my other songs. My album is done. Um, I've been working on this album for two years. So I got really dope, huge features. I got, and, and also act like I got these features based off my relationships with people and how much of like a down ass bitch I am. So they really looked out for me because these features could have cost me like a lot of money. And they just with a crowd of people, you know, I could imagine that could be shit like you only know a list top tier artists. So so you can imagine how much that would have cost me. And they all really looked out for me. So um, but yeah, my so 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 none of those artists and and I could just imagine like who you might be talking about, just top tier artists. Did any of them say to you, like, come on, Amber, like because because I could imagine some might have that apprehension or be like, yo, yo. I don't know if you're taking it serious. So like, why would I, you know, lend my image and my sauce to it um, for something you might just be playing around with? Mm-hmm. Like, was there any type of, okay, show, show us that you got, you're really doing this for real. I know you said you've been working on for two years. So let me put it like this. When I send the songs to these artists, they are instantly like, we need to put this out right now. Oh, they're fucking with it. They're fucking with it. This is not me paying them a shitload of money to fucking be give me a verse or none of that like these are people that i have friendships with and they would be like am i ain't fucking with it like i love you you're my sis but like this just ain't it you know what i'm saying so i actually played a couple songs for van nathan i was watching that uh, i was watching that pod by the way you know who speaks highly of you that was that's my that's my guy. So highly of you, like <laughs> to the the tenth degree. I'm like, yo, God. So really, which by the way, you know, Scoots and Spotify, you know, the, they, their talent team hooked us up. But 
really, I definitely thought the next time we met in person it was definitely going to be through Van. Like he speaks super highly of you. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy for sure. And um, but yeah, I played him a couple songs. He was like, "Am you know people are gonna fucking kill themselves when they hear this shit?" Like, and coming from somebody like that, you know, Van. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be like, he'll be like, Am. He's, he's gonna be blunt. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here with that shit, you know? Hey, did you dabble though? So, like, I've heard you. So, in, in that same interview, right, with Van, right, you basically said that um, you felt like you helped NR some of these great projects you've influenced, right? Which I, I'll definitely give you that. You know what I mean? I think if, I think number one, if you're, you're like a muse for these like projects and you're, you're basically around all the time and probably helping. Um, you definitely have A&R'd and helped crafted this project, but have you dabbled like even back then in trying to create um, yourself? Like, because I'm wondering when's the first time you're in the booth yourself? Um, so one time, I mean, years ago, I was playing around. I just put it out on Instagram yeah. probably like 10 years ago. Um, I like, I did it one night and put it on Instagram the next day, just bullshitting. Um, but that, that was probably my f first time actually being in the studio by myself, but I've been on albums. Um, I've said things on albums. I've had my voice on albums that people don't even know is me, you know, but, um, yeah, I just, um, I just felt like it was time. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it was time for me to just do me and focus on me and make the music I want to make because I have like a really eclectic musical palette. And so I just incorporated all that shit. And then I watched, um, do you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. So remember like when Freddie Mercury was in the office and he was just like, I want to do opera mixed with disco, mixed with this, mixed with that. And like, it just inspired me to go in the studio and just mix genres and just have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? How does Manny Fresh uh, um, like, become a part of that because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you like for the the like first set of like you know serious music you're kind of putting out for you and manny to be linked up on that is like i think that's like monumental you know what i mean like it's yeah like, the guy's like sometimes i can't believe it i mean first ballot hall of fame so like how does that happen how do you get him to believe in you and um how do, tell me about the creating these these two um songs well so I hit him in a DM and I was like, I want to make a song called Get Your Hole On over Get Your Roll On Beat. Yeah. And so I just had the beat looped like from YouTube and I sent it to him and I switched some of the words around. And um, he was like, this is the best shit I ever heard in my life. He was like, but I need to reproduce the whole beat. I'm not going to let you go out with a loop. Like we're yeah. not going to do that. And so I went down to Houston. He, he, did reproduce the whole beat and then he gave me gotcha while I was there. That's why I put them together, like in the same video. Yeah. Um, and then I just put them out like that back to back, which I'm kind of mad I did that, to be honest. But I'm learning from my mistakes. One my John the other. So, so wait, so um, you know, and, and this is, you know, the, now you're into my world in terms of the music stuff, right? <laughs> and yeah. and I get to talk to you like an artist. Um so I heard you say you were kind of doing this independently. Are you going through a label? What's the situation with that? And like, what are the, the expectations you got going on? Um, if you're releasing music that you might have some decent, decent features, but people are looking at you like, 
Yeah, I don't know Amber for no music. Right. Yeah, and I and I was prepared for that. You know, I'm not delusional. I'm not gonna, you know, go into it and be like, it's just gonna be so crazy off the bat. I'm willing to put the work in. Um, I am very, very, very independent right now. I have a call on Tuesday with um, a label, but it's more of an independent label because I I'd much rather go that route than a major. Why? Um, I just need to. Another cut you off, but the only reason I ask you why is because I look at you as a moving brand. Not only are you a mom, not only um, do you have different facets of what you already do and have been doing. Now mm-hmm. you're adding music onto it, which obviously you're passionate about, but it it takes a lot to get these wheels in motion, right? And yes. even though, you know, I think money is one thing, which, you know, I don't think you're lacking for that, right? But the industry is super complex and it's like almost, it's a label makes everything a little bit smoother. And I'm wondering if you're at that mindset to say, no, I really want to dedicate that time to go through the hurdles of being independent. Or you're like, I just want to own the shit. Yeah, I just feel like, so my son's father um, is also a producer and a writer. So most of my music he produced Mm. and wrote, which means I get 50% of everything. um, Because it's a collaboration, right? So I tell him, this is what I want to rap about. This is what I I want the storyline to be like this. I need to add these words into it. They're very important. And then we go back and forth and he helps, you know, he, he's been writing music since he was 15 years old. So he kind of knows, and he's teaching me how to, to, to write like him, but, um, yeah. And then he, he creates this whole world that I wanted within a song, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like going to a label for them to just take my music and give me 12% of something is just not smart, especially when I have my own money. And I think they would try to steer you the direction that they would probably try to push you in. I think they would they would be like, hey, listen, you have a look that's super pop. Let's go super pop. Um, you can't lose doing that. And you're, you'll get 12% of whatever comes in. Yeah, like I even got some heavy metal shit. I got some heavy metal rap shit. Um, I got some fucking Spanish vibes. I grew up with a Puerto Rican stepdad and a Panamanian stepmom. So I grew up with Latin vibes in my house all the time. And so again, I'm just incorporating all the shit that I love um, into one album. And so I'm working on my next single now. I'm gonna shoot the video early September. Mm-hmm. It's called Surprise Me. And um, it's fire. I mean, if you were in LA, I would stop by and play the, play the album for you, but. I'm gonna be in LA in uh, right at the beginning of September. So like next week, I think like the end of next week. Yeah, just hit me up. I'll like when we get off, I'll give you my number and shit. And no, no I definitely want to check it out. Hey, I, I'm I'm wondering. So, so like with all the music stuff, right? Again, as mm-hmm. I said, I think this is a way for you to express yourself, right? Obviously, right. I can tell you love it, right? If you've been doing this for two years, you've kind of you you've obviously had to probably, you know, um, give up a lot of time and sacrifice, yes, just to be able to try to work on, you know, getting shit right to be able to put it out. I'm wondering, are we going to see, which I think is popular now anyway, I think the whole city girl wave is basically pretty much, that's, that's a extension of the, the, you know, the feminism aspect of what you helped push forward years ago. Is that what it's pretty much going to be like in terms of, you know, the music, in terms of the content? 
I definitely feel like my music is for women that are very upset. We're mad, we're angry, we're heartbroken, and we got time. So that's what most of my music is definitely. Uh... Did, did you ever listen to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette? You should listen to that album. Hold on, do, do you think it went it went diamond like three times? So it's a good album. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh shit. Hey, do you think that women are like? Well, I, I know I hear your perspective, but do you think women, um, in terms of just perspective, are like kind of, you know, um, frustrated, upset, or whatever at men? And I'm wondering how how you see like you know the dynamic between men and women these because these days I ain't gonna lie, I feel like women are having it their way. I think women are good. I think, I think we're tired. Yes. Yeah, we're tired, act. We're tired. It's 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 y'all just most of y'all ain't shit and we're just tired. You know what I'm saying? It's it's I think there's on social media there's a lot of information about personality disorders and I feel like narcissistic personality disorders run in men mostly. And so now we can see things much more clearly and say and 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 point out the red flags like immediately so yeah. that's why when you see the videos when girls are like i ain't getting married what married like the fuck i ain't doing that like we're yeah. tired like yeah okay hey have you heard of this guy named andrew tate yes what do you think about him i think he's just um a very insecure person to try to control women in that way is just very insecure. He has low self-esteem. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like for men to say like, well, what about men's rights? It's pretty much saying like- There's a there's a growing like area of people who are operating. You ever heard of like Fresh and Fit? Right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, they're like, well, women have taken over now so women are voicing their discomfort or whatever they feel but men are being silenced so these guys are like no well we're gonna speak up for men do you think do you, where do you think there's that line where um it turns to misogyny because obviously that's like the big I'm, I'm gonna give you the perfect example for your listeners to to understand what I'm saying that's like saying black lives matter and then someone saying all lives matter. Mm. Mm. If we have to remind people that black lives matter as if they don't, there's an issue, right? So that's why we say black lives matter because we have to tell people like black lives actually matter too. You're not listening. You're not hearing what's going on with black lives, right? So for men to come out and say, well, we're, you know, men have rights and this is man's right. It's like, it's misogyny, patriarchy, racism, and homophobia all fall in the same realm. It's one big pot of bullshit. So, you know, you have to look at it that way, right? So if we, as women, fight against derogatory labels like slut and hoe and whore, right? It's the same thing that Black people have done for centuries with the N-word, right? or the gay community has done with the F word. Mm. You can't say the F word in rap anymore. It's over. That's dumb. Y'all was listening to songs and like it's just casually in there. And, and I think some labels have started to go back, 
remaster the songs and bleep it out. But like back then, it was just kind of said, and it was just like, yeah, no one even kind of batted an eye. Exactly. And so the gay community band together and was like, y'all not finna do that to us anymore because our young boys are committing suicide. And so that's what we do with prevention at Slut Walk. We donate all the money. We get counseling for rape victims, sexual assault victims. Um, and we say, y'all not finna call us these derogatory labels anymore, or we're just gonna call ourselves that to just take away the stigma. And so that's what we do. What do you think about, so a part of like, even what, what those guys usually um, argue or champion, they're like, hey, listen, society is going to a realm or is going one way that is so far from tradition where the mm -hmm. woman used to stay at home, um, take care of the kids, cook clean, but the guy used to be the provider. Now you have all these women, they're bragging about they're making a million dollars from OnlyFans or they're like, yo, oh, I'm, you know, they're popular. They, they get club hosts or whatever the case is. They're like, yo, I'm making a bag. So women, right. like, you know, and and um, I, I've listened to a good amount of it where they're like, no, it, it should be a return to tradition. Or if it's not a return, um, all traditional values should be blown up, including things like marriage. Where do you say I think people should do what they want to do and stop fucking somebody like Andrew Tate is 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 creating violence and he doesn't even know it because women nowadays right let's say a woman does want to be submissive in a relationship she wants to stay home she wants to cook clean and take care of the kids that's something that she actually wants to do right yeah. years go by and she realizes that the whole time she's been getting cheated on and he's been fucking everything in the outside world while she's home taking care of the house right mm -hmm. so eventually you're going to get a new generation of women that are going to hear these stories or deal with this trauma and say, you know what, I want to make my own money. So when I want to get up and leave, when you ruin my mental health, I'm able to do that because I don't got time anymore. I'm tired. And somebody like Andrew Tate, where it's like, it's, I want a girl that's always in the house, that doesn't have friends, that doesn't have anything to do. You want a fucking you said if you go out on mannequin. You said if you go out on a girl's trip, that's whole shit. <laughs> I mean, it's disgusting. While he can probably go stick his dick in everything. And so that's that's what I fight against. I'm not listening to that shit. I've seen clips on Instagram um, just because he's fucking everywhere, but I don't indulge in that bullshit. Do you believe in this? So they have this term. It's called high value man, right? And and basically they're saying when you're a high value man, you're allowed to fuck anyone who you want and any amount who you want, and your girl okay. should be lucky. Like so, so, say you know back when you're with Yay or say say you're with Wiz, like they could just go out fuck any other girls, and you should just be happy being the wifey taking care of the kids at home. Like, what do you feel about that? Because um, I've kind of watched that debate happen on some of these platforms and it's kind of devoid of what the woman actually thinks about it. Just like, hey, you should be lucky to be with a high status guy. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of men are very delusional and they want to dish out things that they can't take. Um, and it's unfortunate because common sense would tell you to put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? You have, our mothers teach us that at a very young age. Um, but, um, I believe that 
if you want to be a hoe and go fuck whoever you want, I believe that you should do that. Just don't be a liar and a manipulator and ruin people's lives. Because if these men were so, you know, comfortable in their own skin or comfortable being misogynistic, you don't have to lie to women. You don't have to lie to us. You would just be like, listen, this is my lifestyle. If you're on board with it, I would love you to be on board with me. If not, I appreciate you. You're a beautiful person, but you can go ahead and find somebody that's going to give you something different. A lot of these men don't give us the option. They just say, I'm loyal and faithful. I'm honest. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. And so we sit here and we give the same energy, but it's not reciprocated. It's not real. It doesn't, it's, it's betrayal and it's manipulative and so i just feel like just be honest it was interesting when um so people were reacting and and they were trying to flip it on you when you had came out in a like an instagram post and i guess you were talking about like um your relationship ended and you're like well it ended because you know there's cheating and people were saying well don't you celebrate being a hoe and being all this type of stuff like well your man is just following what you basically celebrated why mm-hmm. do you have a problem now um what do you I mean that's that's ignorant act it's like it's (laughs) I mean it's just some I mean I get I get I know you have to ask that question but like it's just some shit people like y'all just need to know you know what I'm saying it's like common sense will tell you that that's not what I signed up for um a simple google will let you know exactly what my slut walk is about. So when people speak in ignorance, it's like, I I can't entertain that shit because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Yeah, no, I completely get you. Um, So walk me down the path of this rollout plan for the project. So you got these two songs out now. You're shooting a music video next month, right? when is the timeline of it coming out? And you got to give me like at least a hint of <laughs> one or two people who's going to be on it. Um, or at least a song title that you, and, and is there any female rappers on it, by the way? One. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, the City Girls? Just got to wait and see. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, is it, um, you were talking about going to a lot of different genres, right? Um mm-hmm. What like what genre do you mostly enjoy these days to listen to? I'm wondering what your listening experience is. Like when you're in the car, you're going between meetings, you're going just about your regular day, you're tending to your kids, or you're just trying to get some alone time. What do you mm-hmm. listen? Um, I listen to mostly what my son Sebastian listens to because I try to just keep up with like you know what the super super like Sebastian's only nine. So he, he keeps me really, really, really young. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, just a bunch of, bunch of new shit. Just don't tell uh, me you got listening to young boy. No way. What young boy? (laughs) No, I don't, I don't really like, you know what? He tries to put on wild shit and I'll be like, Sebastian, turn that shit off right now. It's too much. What would you allow to listen to then? Like he's nine, like at nine, there's a lot of younger intended content, but they're kind of all edgy. I'm wondering what, what do you consider appropriate? Okay, so my problem is, is that when he goes to his dad's house or he's on tour with his dad, oh yeah, he listens to all this kind of music and then he comes here. So I can't really prevent him from listening to it because 
that's unfair because he already knows the whole song. He done listened to it a million times at his dad's house, you know. So he tries to just he tries to just put me up on you know some stuff. But I still I still go back and I listen to like um, early two thousands, even nineties, even music from the sixties, seventies, eighties. Like I try to just I'm really good at um, I I know a lot of music. And I feel like that's what I was always good at in the studio. Like you should sample this or you should you should add this element to it or this riff on the guitar you should add or, you know, um, just this little note that this person did in this song from like 1979, you should do so. Hearing you talk about music kind of like, you know, like I, I was doing like this little um, fake DJ mix almost, but like I was playing like, I played like Five different genres, right? I, I was like Afrobeat, wanted to do a little house, you know what I mean? Of course, a little Latin trap, went to Bronx drill. And it's like, uh -huh. and then I go to like dance or reggae. So it's like, it's one of those things where um, what I've realized where the world is going to now is where, and, and I'll definitely give credit to, you know, I'll give credit to like that era and even like how Ye did certain shit. It started, it started like really getting everybody to just accept music for what it is. I listen mm -hmm. to Thames more than any artist now. You know, you listen to who? Thames. Oh yeah. Thames and Bad Bunny, I, I like fucking love. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, one's not speaking English most of the time, and the other is making music that's really it, it's Afrobeat. So right. I realize we've gotten to the point that music is isn't just about yo, you listen to the new hip hop or the new R and B. It's just like it's just music. Yeah. Green for you? you. What's the last part? Is that freeing for you? Because when you were talking about how you grew up, it feels like you were um, exposed to all types of music. And I think these days, like people are more willing to accept something right. uh, that is very eclectic and very, you know, new, um, rather than thinking, all right, let's hear these 808s and the same old melody, right. and sound like a trap artist. I think you could do a lot more now. Yeah, and I, and I love that. And that's where I went with it, with my album. You know what I'm saying? I definitely felt like, I wanted to bend genres and just do fun shit, you know, it's, and if it sticks, it sticks. If it don't, it don't. If it goes over people's heads, I doubt it because everyone that I played it for is just, I mean, they're just blown away, you know, and I really put the time in act like I didn't, I didn't just, you know, do something in the studio and throw it out the next day or do like a, you know, like a quick loop and shit. Like I went through the, you know, even going to Manny Fresh and reproducing the beat and sitting with him and him giving me gotcha. And, you know, like, I just really, really took my time through the pandemic to just sit up in the studio and really create the album that I would listen to personally. Um, uh, You know who who also was doing music too? I, I don't know if she still is. Um, Your friend, Black China. Um, What's you guys' relationship now? I remember you, you guys felt like it was a you know I think you guys also kind of spearheaded like women being like kind of like friendly you know what I mean <laughs> right within the same like you know vicinity or precincts um these days I see a lot of women just showing love to each other which is you know I, I think just new norm um yeah any any plans of collaborating with her um probably not again my album is done um and so I'm very happy with it like I don't I, I will obviously eventually make more music and go back in the studio, but I'm really just focused on um, doing the um, the performance studio yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. now. 
Um, because I'm already a public speaker and I've been a model for a long time. And when you put those two together with the mic, it's, I it's you on stage. I don't know if you gonna have no stage presence. You gotta be like, you know, I mean, I was a stripper. Okay. Okay. All right. Never mind. You're probably gonna be killing it. I was a stripper. I'm a public speaker and I've been a model. I, I mean, I was signed with Ford models, the biggest agency in the world. So, you know, um, I'm used to being in front of the camera. I'm used to being around people. And um, there's really just second nature to me, you know. It's it's not. I can't wait. Anything hard. I I, I want to see how you own it, or if you like. I look at um, artists I like when they first started performing till now, and how natural they usually look now, like five years into the game. I want right. to see you at like your your beginning. <laughs> I also do want to ask. Um, are you asking the baby dad for for, for the verse or what? Are you, are you telling your wiz slide that shit instantly, nigga? Oh. <laughs> Like, um, it's funny because we we did talk about it, but I told him that um, I want to do this myself. Mm. You know, I don't want really want to cheat code with my baby daddy. And so maybe like in the future, for sure, but I just didn't want the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? What does he kind of think about, um, you know, you doing this? Um, is he supportive? Oh yeah, no, totally supportive. He he heard my whole album. He him and Bash were like jumping on the couch and shit at the studio and like he's just like, Am, yo, I, I can't believe this is your album. He was like, I ain't dropping when you dropping. Like yo. I'm telling you, act I'm not even just saying this shit. Like, I really took my time with this shit and I know good music. I've only dated artists that have amazing music. So of course. um you know, I just got good taste and I just know what I want and I know what I want to listen to. And so it's just, I'm just excited about it. And like a part of me, like I'm excited. I just want to fucking put out the whole album now and just be like, here y'all just take it. But my team is advising me, Pia, to, um, you know, kind of do single by single. So that's what I'm going to do for now. Kind of build it up. It's kind of, um, it's a different, you know, sometimes those like if it's a social media shit or like a YouTube, like people who do YouTube, like you go from zero to hundred real quick. A lot of times with music is like it's so much word of mouth. And yeah. Like, you you need to kind of stretch it out and build momentum. Where one person be like, yo, you heard, yo, I don't lie, Amber dropping some good shit, and that right. other person was probably saying, if I ever seen Amber shit, I would never click on it. Their friend tells them, now nah, they're clicking on. It. You know what I mean? It's one of those exactly. things. Exactly. You, it's a slow build, but once it's in motion, it's like great. Um, right. Uh, the last question I really want to ask you, um, because it kind of, I feel like it aged and probably everybody who's watching this conversation aged us all. Uh, your son's nine. And I, I definitely think that it's got to be the coolest baby baby daddy ever. You can tell me if I'm if I'm wrong. I'm, how is family life? How do you balance that? How's, you know, having a nine-year-old son? Um, and a two-year-old. I have a two-year-old too. Yeah. Um... It's amazing. You know, uh, Bash is really smart, almost too smart for his own good. He's actually on punishment right now. Really? <laughs> um, he's on punishment for the weekend because he's, um, when he tries to, one thing about having a smart kid is that they try to outsmart you, yeah. but they don't realize that I'm smarter than them. <laughs> so, um, but he's doing really good in school and, um, he really is a joy, like, and, and my little one, the same. It's literally like I had the same baby twice. Really? It Like, 
literally they love the same things they talk the same like sometimes i'll look at slash and i'm like you look just like your brother i can't believe it you know i don't have kids so you tell me which is harder nine-year-old or the two-year-old oh it depends it depends because my two-year-old is just now getting out of diapers yeah and so you know I still got to change diapers and stuff like that, which makes it difficult. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Sebastian is like nine going on 16. So he's like preteen, but not preteen because these kids grow up faster than we talking did. Back he was, he's been talking back. He's, been, you know why? Because he goes on tour with his dad. And he says all this crazy shit. His dad just laughs and just cracks up at him all day. And then he comes home and he'll be like, mom, you're so annoying. And I'm like, who are you talking to? So, wait, so you gotta be like, like the authoritarian type of like, you no, gotta- No, I'm the strict parent. Oh, I'm, Wiz is not strict at all. Yeah, I can't imagine Wiz being strict. No, Wiz is not strict. I, I told you, I grew up like, my dad was military, so. He would go around my room and like wipe the dust off and be like, you're on punishment for a week because I told you to clean up. Really? Wow. Wow. Um, that's why I am. That's why I am the way I am for real. Like, that's why I'm, I'm real like. Just I don't play no games. I'm just I'm not going to let nobody get a rise out of me. I'm just doing what I got to do and like keeping it moving, keeping it moving. That's it. Of course. And, oh, and, and oh, this is my last question. Wait, why okay. did you tattoo a, a, at the top of the head? I remember when I, what? You, the tattoo here on the forehead. I remember when I seen yeah. that, I was like, is Amber getting a little nuts on us? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> that was an odd placement to me. Like, you know what I mean? I think I've seen like, like certain like Mexicans with it or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't Yeah, like, like, like prisoners and shit. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what's going on with Amber? Yo, what's popping? So it's, what, what is that? I think I think that was the whole allure of it, like the fact that it was always like, oh, she's so pretty, you know, and I just wanted like a prison tattoo on my head of my kids because I just felt like it was tight. I just I just always wanted it. And I was like, you know what? You only live once. Like, you just got to do what you want to do. You, you, you know, think about, well, uh, maybe some people might think I'm less beautiful because that's a big part of your brand, like people people look at you as like, you're just a, a sex symbol. You're, you're a, you're a very beautiful woman. Um, and, and maybe they, they like, you know, whatever that could happen to you, they're, they're thinking like, oh man, maybe she's. Well, I mean, if we lived our life for everyone else, we would never be happy. Right. True. True. So, I mean, for me, it's like, I got to do what makes me happy. And I just really wanted this forehead tat. Like I sat with the stencil on my head for two days before I got it. Like I, I wanted to like live with it and look at it and like kind of pass by a mirror and just see it on my forehead. So I I definitely lived with it for like two days and then I was like, yo, I want it. I'm gonna do it. Oh uh, shit, fire, fire. So right. I did it. And now I'm I'm more of a Halloween costume. All the girls, they dress like me for Halloween, but now they, you know, they put slash and bash on their forehead now. So it's tight. Nah, I get it, I get it. Um, listen, yo, when I when I get to LA, um, I definitely I would love to link up and you know hear some music. I would love yeah, to, for sure. to, to kick it, get some drinks, hear some music, just kick it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm about to end this and then um I'll take your number and then um thank you for you know coming on here. Thank you to uh 
um, your rep here. And also, obviously, uh, um, thank you to Spotify for also putting this together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Next time we do a conversation, I want to be in person with you because I'm telling you one of my yeah. favorite clips was just, I remember, <laughs> I remember when we were going to do that conversation, I was like, I, I felt like I had to be combative and I knew you, I knew you were smart enough and capable enough to, to be witty enough to, to, to respond. And I was like, honestly, that's what the conversations that need to happen in terms of men and women understand each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm always totally down for that. I think, I think, unfortunately, a lot of women get really angry mm -hmm. and they're just like, fuck men. And this, I mean, we're, we're supposed to be changing minds. And so that's why, like, I'm down to have even a conversation with you and a, a misogynist. Um, and I, I'm going to get you and Andrew Tate in the same room. I'm going to see if you can change this. I don't mind. know about that because I might strangle him. <laughs> I might just, he's, he's different. He's different. <laughs> all right amber uh listen <laughs> people if you are watching this um y'all gotta go check out amber rose's two new singles both produced by manny fresh is it's gyo what gyo stand for get your hoe on gyho oh gyho okay okay yes yeah, um it's being branded as the anthems for self-love um, we have Amber Rose, who, by the way, I'm glad you kept the same stage name as your artist name, which is going to be easy to look up on Spotify. Yes. Uh, I usually ask this question. I know I've been saying last question for the longest time. Um, it's okay. So for every artist who comes on here, I always say if someone's watching this artist for the first time, since this is going to be on Spotify, they're going to go to the search bar and type your name in. Um, I usually say, give me your top three songs, but since you only have two out, right? Which yes. one is your favorite out of the two? I would say get your home on. I thought so. I yeah, thought. I would have to pick get your home on for sure. I thought so. Uh, so if you're watching this, go uh, stream that song um, and then spam either me or her or, you know, respond to the uh, podcast page and tell us what do you really think of Amber Rose's music? I think she's been through enough where she wants only honest opinion. I don't think she wants people to just gas her up. She, she yeah, I don't care about that shit. I'll, I'll still sleep like a baby regardless of what anybody says in your comments act <laughs> yeah all right and, and oh and, and actually that's nothing send me a clip i want to post on my instagram all right um yeah we'll, we'll do that and connect thank you amber and um thank you everybody else thank you bye